0: Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio to our new podcast. I'm here with author Jen. I'm going to butcher your last name if you don't say it.
1: Ervig. (laughs) I know that's a tough time. It's er Ervig.
0: Yeah, see, I would butcher it. So, how are you today? I'm good. And yourself? Awesome. So, we have your book up here. It's called When My Mind Winds Up A Pull to No Punches Approach to Anxiety. That is a mouthful. (laughs) It is a
1: mouthful. It's a tongue twister. And what's even worse is it's very similar to my first book's title. And people are confused all the time.
0: (laughs) I keep people on their toes. (laughs) Well, there we go. So yeah, because you have a, yeah, look, just keep me on my toes. I'm good. So what made you write this book? This one in particular,
1: um, so it's focused on anxiety, which I have struggled with as long as I can remember. And so this one in particular just came from a moment of having anxiety. And I, you know, I thought to myself, okay, what helps serve others? Um, And so I usually find something to do um, that will serve others. And in this moment, the answer was sharing what helps me with anxiety. So I sat down and started writing the book.
0: Oh, that's perfectly awesome because some of the best... Books out there are built from personal experiences. Yes. So we can help someone. Great. <laughs> exactly. And I have found,
1: and that's why this book on anxiety is so different because most are going to focus on like self-care or like, you know, positive self-talk, which I do touch on that, but I've not seen one that says, um, give up yourself focus on someone else and i am telling you that is honestly the best way to get out of the mind trap
0: and heart trap that's anxiety very true i also suffer from anxiety i am if i go to a store i'm so nervous and anxious being around people that's just me yeah and if i can concentrate okay i'm on the store to help x y and z then i can get through doing what i'm doing at the store Yes, girl. Yes, that's exactly it. I mean, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of authors, a lot of introverts Mm -hmm. suffer from anxiety. It can be from being around people. It could be financial. It could be whatever. We have anxiety. It's just in our nature. But when we focus on others, then we're not focusing on ourselves. Exactly. And what's
1: amazing about the fact that you point out introvertedness or whatever, um, or extrovertedness is a lot of people, because I'm a pastor and a speaker and I'm in front of people, they think I'm extroverted and I'm actually not. Um, this quarantine, my husband even made a a comment, you know, for a stay at home order where we are at. It's like, I'm totally chill. Like I don't need people. (laughs) Good would stay at home, whereas people would have thought he was introverted just because he can be more quiet, but that's the wisdom in him. Um, (laughs) But he is the one who misses people and he needs to get out there and see what's going on in the world. So I actually like to call myself an ambivert because even after being with people, like if I go to a party or even working fork services on a Sunday when we were in church, I would go home and be like, nobody talk to me. Nobody look in my direction. Just give me food and turn on the TV. like. (laughs) I need to D people. Like, I'm done.
0: (laughs) I will put stuff on my social media at one point of the day periodically. I'm done. People in today, leave me alone. Exactly. I'm so bad for that. I'm like, I'm just
1: done. (laughs) Yeah, it it can be exhausting, and it just depends on how God wired you. Although, It's important to remember that no matter what, we were created for community. So even if you're like the most introverted introvert, you have to find a way to build relationships. Even if it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a big crowd. It doesn't,
0: (laughs) but never
1: forget that important piece.
0: Oh yeah. My big crowd is having three or four chat boxes open on the computer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm horrible at that. My boyfriend goes, oh, we need to change that no i don't think you are (laughs) but it's okay (laughs) is he extroverted he is
1: oh awesome good balance yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. so i'm like yeah it's perfect balance he needs to be around people i need to be away from people so you know it is what it is so we have this wonderful book in your pasture and (laughs) are you working on more books
1: So yes and no. Um, I am working on... So actually, the whole reason I became an author was um, I wanted to write a book on grief as my brother died six years ago, quite Mm -hmm. tragically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could not find anything out there to help me grapple with what I was trying to grapple with, which is how do I reconcile this tragic, unnatural death with what i was always taught and who god says he is Mm -hmm. so every time i would google books on grief it'd be like your classic um these are the five stages of grief or like you know whatever it is and that's not what i need i need something that really rips open your heart tells you how disgusting and gruesome life is and sheds a light of hope you know that's what i needed and so um, that's what I've always wanted to write. And the other two books just, I think, are what God is using as stepping stones to get me there. Um, so I am working on that book. It's going to take years, probably, as the other ones, my first one took two weeks. The second one took six months. This yeah. next one is quite a huge project, and so that is coming, but I, I say I, yes and no because I haven't been working on it much lately with how the world's been turned upside down, and my last book only came out this February, this last February, Valentine's Day. I just, I can't focus on anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm barely doing your podcast <laughs> right
0: now. Okay. Okay. What I'm supposed to be doing right now is writing a screenplay and working on three books myself. Okay.
1: Oh, wow. Girl, you stay busy.
0: Oh, I'm always busy. <laughs> it's my way of being away from people. If I'm busy, I'm <laughs> the computer. I'm, like,
1: I'm sorry, I'm busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm with the way the world is right now, I'm barely doing that. I'm like, okay. So I took on doing a news type of radio show for one of our local radio stations that's covering the chaos that's going on around what's, what's going on with the civil rights movement right now. right, right. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Okay, there has to be a better way to what we're seeing, what we're hearing, because everything <laughs> we're hearing is black and white. It's literally and figuratively, there has to be a gray area in the middle where both sides can be united.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, I mean, I didn't expect to touch on this at all, but it's always good to take an opportunity, but, I mean, you know, being a, a white woman, I don't understand what they've gone through. Of mm-hmm. course, we were, we grew up on shows like Family Matters or The Cosby Show mm-hmm. or um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and it makes everything seem okay, and in each, even in one of, each one of those shows, they, they'll have, like, that episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that shows what they go through, and your eyes are opened a little. But what's been hard for me personally is I was raised by a family who my parents had, um, you know, people of color as friends, and we would go hang out with them. And it just seemed normal to me. Like, I know it sounds stupid to say I don't see color, but I kind of never did. And so it's hard for me to wrap my head around the yeah. the idea of prejudice, because I'm like, okay, does that Like to me, that's like saying I hate a redhead Mm -hmm. or people somebody might hate me because I have brown eyes. Like I don't understand (laughs) like I can't wrap my head around it. Like who decided black people were the worst? Like they honestly have the best hair. I've always wanted to (laughs) Oh I know. I always wanted when they have the natural hair. It's so beautiful. It's so it's soft. (laughs) Uh. So, anyways, all that to say I've never understood it. And then like, you know growing up too, like you hear about it in the history books and stuff but i guess maybe being in the northwest it's not as prevalent or it's or or it's hidden better Mm -hmm. than it is in other parts of the country because i always thought it was a thing of the past and so to see it through social media these last few years come out more and more and it always originates in the south somehow i don't know that just is i mean excuse my ignorance if that's what it is because i'm just saying what i see right um I was like, "Why is this resurging? I don't understand." But then, as you talk more and more, it—it's not that it's resurging; it was always there. Um, and so, some weird things are happening right now. But yeah, it's—it's yeah.
0: It's always been there. It's something that we're touching base on through my local radio station here in Cleveland. And yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> here's the thing: I'm the white woman, and I'm being <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> and it's the my co-host. Who's causing the tr- controversy? Where he's taking the point of being well, this was a criminal. Well, n- okay. Well, let's take go back. Let's have a voice of reason. So, yeah. It's yeah, what's going on? But my mindset cannot be at rest to do what I'm supposed to be doing while the world around me is at chaos. Exactly.
1: Yep, I agree. It's good to talk about it. Well, thanks for bringing that
0: up. <laughs> yeah. I bring up weird things on these shows. I'm like, it's good. it's good. It's very organic. And if you don't talk about the world around you, how can you go with a non fictional book about even grief right now? I mean, exactly. how many people are grieving over the violence, over the COVID, over whatever our natural grief? I mean, exactly. Chicago just had 18 murders over the weekend. Yep, exactly. You're absolutely right. Yep. So we have all these things factoring in. So books on grief are needed, but we don't need, well, these are the five stages. Let's go through this. Well, everyone grieves differently. You're absolutely right. And And
1: they, they can go through those five stages too. Like I think those are universal, but that even looks different for everyone. But like in my case, and even what I'm sure most people are going through in this world with the, um, you know, the prejudice and the racism or the, you know, pandemic, um, you need more uh, to help you on your way than saying, oh, this is what stage of grief you're in right now. Like you need more than that. Oh, I don't know why I thought about this, but, um, and, and you can cut this out of the show, but I will say <laughs> one thing that did help me realize a little bit of the racism is I don't know how I th- I remembered it, but it was like, two weeks ago on a Sunday, I remembered shopping at Christmas time with my family in Seattle. We do this every time at Christmas time. And my, uh, 15 year old, he dresses like he he likes rap music and he likes like the style and all that, that goes with that. And so he, you know, dresses a certain way, but he's a great kid. And I remember we kept going in stores and they would like, just latch their eyes on him or follow him around the store. Like he was going to steal something or something right like my sweet little boy and my dad even one time said do you have a problem with my grandson like to one of the store workers and then I was like oh my gosh if my white 15 year old gets treated like that how much more a black person just because they assume you right know?
0: see I did a social um thesis when I was in high school okay went to the mall because in the 90s to the early 2000s, the mall was the part, part to go to. It was always packed, you know, versus now. So I went on my normal clothes one day, went shopping, brought, I think, lipstick or something. Yeah. Another day in grunge-type clothing, okay? Yeah. Went another day full goth. Black lipstick, black makeup, white face, you know, full goth. And the looks that I got in the different stages of clothing was just ridiculous. I'm the same person. Wow. I'm not here to cause mischief. Wow. I'm just watching people. I mean, I, when I was full goth, I was having mothers pull their children away from me. I'm like, really? Are wow. we that in society? And this is 2001. Mm-hmm. So if you take that little instance and put it now, Are we really this society? Is there a better way to do things? I love that you did that
1: experiment. It's kind of something powerful for us to all consider doing to some degree because what I would say too is, okay, I get it. There's stereotypes. Like this way that my son dresses is linked to behaviors that Mm -hmm. are more normal than average for people who dress like that. But he looks people in the eye he he minds his P's and Q's, you know, if you're respectful, why can't you have the taste that y- you like? I know he was, uh, my youngest son was playing basketball in the neighborhood one day and my oldest son went out there playing his rap music, not too loud, but went out there to watch his little brother play basketball. And these little girls in the neighborhood said, you should turn that music off. It's really bad. Guess what? It was
0: Christian rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, anyways, yeah. But that's the stereotypes that we yeah. assume. Yeah. I mean, we have the rap music that is promoting violence. I would say mm-hmm. that. And then we have the rap music that is promoting peace. Mm-hmm. It's not just one type of music. It's not one type of person. Yeah. And we should be free to express ourselves the way we want. At the same time, we need to have a better way to express grief then go burn a store down you're absolutely
1: right yep i know and i don't know what the answers are but i just keep trying to
0: learn more read more talk more pray more (laughs) i think we all do (laughs) really i think we all do because there has to be a better solution than trying to erase history we should be teaching history so we can learn from it yes and
1: they do say we repeat history, which is probably what we're doing right now. So maybe we'll learn this, this
0: time. I mean, history repeats itself, okay? Yes. Everything in history, unless you do something to change it, That's it right. repeats. And the only way you can go and change history is if you learn from it to stop the cycle. Yep. But we're we're not learning it, then how can we change it in the future? You're absolutely right. Good conversation always <laughs> I'm very insightful and there's the certain things. I mean, it's getting out of hand because we need people to pull back. We need to change our mindsets. We need to change our outlook at life and go forward.
1: Yeah, I
0: agree. That's why I love having people that do like anxiety get you guys on the here let's talk about the anxiety let's see how we can mitigate that why don't we have mindset coaches come on here let's see if we can teach someone to change your perspective so we can move forward without the anger
1: yeah exactly because it does turn to anger so many times because we get frustrated with the anxiety and whatever Mm -hmm. and yeah and we can be angry as long as like here the bible says be angry and sin not so be angry but don't let it affect others don't let it ruin your own life if you're not healthy in and of yourself you're not healthy for anybody and we're all here for each other not not ourselves so
0: we're not here to make our neighbor miserable we're not here to make (laughs) (laughs) you you know we talk about in the bible a little bit love thy neighbor well okay that doesn't mean actually love them but don't make them miserable either yeah for sure don't go and burn their house down because <laughs> <laughs> you know we see we're seeing this in the news right now i mean we're joking about it but at the same time it's in the news you can't yeah, make this to, stuff up
1: yeah we're to consider everyone better than ourselves for sure yeah
0: it, it's just you have to love yourself you have to be comfortable in your own skin you have to get rid of the negativity that's in our mindset so where's the negativity coming from is it coming from anxiety is it coming from grief is it coming from something out that's an outside source Mm
1: -hmm. it's good it's so good to um self-reflect and and look at where all that stuff comes from comes from i can talk (laughs) And match it up to truth and what, and the reality of what's going on around you and then try to reconcile that with who God is. Super important.
0: Yeah. It's super important to find yourself before you go to, okay, this is not me, but at the same time, I'm going to give my views how you should act. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not one to tell people how to act, but at the same time, let's have some conversation. Let's have some dialect to move yeah. forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm least likely to get up in front of people, hey, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you need to act like this. No, I should be acting like this. I should be doing this. I should be helping people.
1: Yes, exactly. All you can do is, um, control yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and in doing so that does help others for sure.
0: Very true. So this is, can you tell I'm a motivational speaker on top of everything else? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love the passion. Blame it on my grandfather who was a minister. (laughs) Oh, I love it. My grandpa was a minister as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. He was at Aldean. His church was in his house and he would preach to anyone who came to his house <laughs> oh, okay, good that's awesome yeah so who i was like always that. at the house but me because i lived there so i was always getting <laughs> <laughs> you've heard every sermon yes i had sermons for every occasion <laughs> very nice but you know we love those sermons because they're grandpa they, we didn't think of them as sermons back then. We saw them all, Oh, Grandpa's going off on a tangent again.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: But here we are 30 years later, and everything that he was saying is being played out on the media.
1: Yeah. Yep. Grandpa knew what he's talking about.
0: So, where can our listeners find you, find your books, find everything about you? Thank you so much for asking. So um,
1: right now I'm really focusing on building my Instagram. I've never been an Instagram girl. I've been on Facebook for a decade or so. Um, When I became an author, a fellow author, Terry Linhart told me where you wanna be is Instagram. That's where you wanna build your platform. Mm -hmm. That's how you're gonna get readers. And so I've been on there for a year and a half. I have um, 2,000 followers. My goal is 10K, I know that's a little. (laughs)
0: Oh, how do you work on that?
1: <laughs> it's a big dream. But if you want to find out more about me, please find me on Instagram. My handle's Jen's Mind Unwinds. Um, and then of course, um my link tree there, the link in the bio there leads you to everything else. My website as my my Facebook also Jen's mind and wines, and everything else. My books are sold literally everywhere. Um, If your local bookstore doesn't have it, because I always want to support local, Mm -hmm. please ask them to get it. It's on Ingram. It's returnable if they don't sell it. (laughs) (laughs) So always try to support local. Otherwise, it's Target, Walmart, Amazon, all the fun things. Does that answer your question?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We need to work on your Instagram. I have several authors within my publishing company that I need to build their platforms because they're like at 50. yeah
1: it's so hard it's so hard to build there um which is why i wonder if that's why it's the place to be if you do sell your books because if you can get that authentic following Mm -hmm. i think your followers know it was really hard for you to get there and so they know you're legit
0: (laughs) oh yeah i mean we look at the ones i'm trying to actually get my platform my instagram verified right now i'm Mm -hmm. at almost twenty five thousand thousand followers Uh, mm -hmm. and trying to get it authenticated is Mm -hmm. a challenge it's not getting the followers once you get to a certain point you have to get it authenticated while getting to go through the hurdles of authentication (laughs) you'll have to teach me your ways (laughs) i am mind boggled because i don't know how it's doing that but
1: (laughs) well and and then the thing too is I I can't stand the follow-on followers, Mm -hmm. so don't be that person. (laughs) So, or the people who pay for likes. That's not me either. So,
0: everything's legit. Yeah, when you're doing it slowly and getting, I mean, you have to have your hashtags when you post something. You have to have people that are authenticated follow you. That's a challenge in itself because how many authors are actually authenticated? We have. Stephen King, (laughs) very good kind, um, and Bishop, I think, but there's not many authors authenticated. So being an author and trying to authenticate as an author.
1: Hey, authenticated authors out there, if you're listening to our podcast. (laughs) Seriously.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I would love to have an authenticated author on the podcast just to be able to authenticate my platform. (laughs) That's what we do. But yeah, it's so hard as actually indie authors or small house publishing company to get authenticated. That's why Instagram is so pentacle in building your platform. Awesome. Well, I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) we will get you there because like i said i have so many authors i'm trying to get to a thousand (laughs) uh (laughs) followers they'll get there (laughs) yeah it just takes time and it's just going one thing after another if you have a great pa that'll help and actually i'm going to send you a couple links because there's ways to get things on instagram on all your facebook social media on one click isn't nice. it nice instead of going through five platforms just to hit the button once nice <laughs> i love it so closing thoughts closing thoughts okay closing thoughts find jen at amazon or your local bookstore let's have an open dialect and authors like jen and i we love talking to our audience all the time so we're re- reachable if I can talk today Mm -hmm. and so find us find our LinkedIn Instagram Facebook Twitters we are here to talk to you really so yes thank you so much for being on the show today and thank you for having me it's been fun when you get your next book out let me know we'll pull you back on we'll update the audience on all your awesomeness that you're doing Thank you so much. That will be so fun and i I
1: wish you many blessings with your podcast and your adventures and I look forward to um just uh being friends with you more. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> I just connected with you on Instagram so you got one more follower so <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Thanks for <getting> me there <laughs> have a wonderful day Jen and this was a very fun podcast. Thank you Awesome. bye bye.